0: You're listening to the Marathon Church Podcast. We exist to build communities that love Jesus, love people, and live on purpose. To learn more about Marathon Church, visit MarathonChurch.org. We hope that this encourages you and builds your faith. Enjoy this week's message. Good morning, good morning. I'm a flag in the wind. You know, I get to wear my shirt like three times a year, you know, like 4th of July, Labor Day, and Memorial Day. And so this is my time. I actually have red white and blue shoes, but I thought it would clash. And I don't want any emails from you girls. Is everybody good? Throwing it out there. So I hope you're going to have a good 4th of July today. Uh, we're going to talk about heroes of the faith. We're going to start it uh, today. And we're going to call it this. Let me, let's do this. Let's call it Running with the Giants. Let's do that. Because these are, these are people of faith that you've read about, but you don't really know about them. And so they're kind of like stuck in there and you hear about them and you even read about them. But I don't think you know what, know what they did. And so we're going to talk about that. We're going to try to bring them out and let's talk about them. And one of the, one of the people we're going to do today is Samson. Now next week is Rahab. We're going to pull them out and they're called the people, that are, they're in the Hall of Fame. They made the Hall of Fame in Hebrews chapter 11. So we're not just talking about anybody. We're talking about the Hall of Fame in the Bible, these people you've heard about and read about. Now, let me say this about Samson. I really don't know how he made it, to be honest with you, okay? So I thought we'd just start with that one. I'm not sure how he got in there. uh, But as I read through it and I searched through it and looked at it, I think there was one thing that put him in the Hall of Fame, and I'm going to tell you that at the end, as we get in there. So we're going to pull these people out. This is such a wonderful thing we get to do. Let me show you what the Bible says about them to begin with, so that you'll know what's happening. Uh, Hebrews 11, 1 through 2, we're going to be jumping back into Judges. And I'll tell you some more stuff, how this actually works. And the Bible's divided up in the Old and the New Testament. And I think you need to know what's happening between those two and why we have what we have, and why we even call them uh, the people in the Hall of Fame. Now, faith is a confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. So we know uh, there's something happening with these. And I'm going to tell you this. The ancients is what they call them, not old people. Is that all right? Okay, not old people. So so let's go there. Uh, This is what the ancients were commended for. So the ancients, which is the Hall of Fame people, and these are the other, the other people that are in the Old Testament, not the New Testament. So these are the ancient people over here in the, in the Old Testament. And they did some incredible things. And one of the things that really, that was amazing, they never got to see the outcome of what was, they were doing. And I think sometimes that bothers us a little bit. Uh, but they actually saw it, but not on this side. And so that's something you have to think about as we walk into Scripture. What are they talking about when we get into this? these ancients? And they were, they were huge players in you being here. And this is, the, this is what you don't understand about the ancients. If the ancients hadn't had done what they're supposed to do, then we wouldn't have church as it is today. So you need to know about that as we walk into this. They never saw the other side of the cross. They were not here for that. They lived their life, they did their deal, and I'll tell you about what the deal was so that you can understand even Samson in the story. Uh, so here it is. So the ancients are watching us, that I need you to put, I need to get this in your head. The ancients are watching, along with people who have gone to heaven, they're still watching. This is what this verse tells us. He says, therefore. Since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, who's the witnesses? It's the ancients, it's the people that have gone before. They're sitting in the stands, listen very carefully. They're sitting in the stands and watching you run your race. And they're cheering you on because they're out of the race, they're in the stands and the ancients are in the stands and they got to see what they didn't get to see while they was living. They got to see it from the stands, what they did. Isn't that an amazing thought that the things that you do now and the people you influence now, you may not see on this side, but when you get in the stands and you get to see it, there you, then you're like, oh, that's what I did. And this is why this is important, we understand what we're doing. And the ancients had a good idea because of God was a part of this and God's a part of all of this. They had a really good idea of what they were doing. So we got these, these people, the ancients, your relatives, your people, that are in heaven, that are watching you and cheering you on and because their race is over. And now what would be really cool, and we're going to do it, if we could go like pull one of them out and talk to them and we get to do that today. Just to get, tell us what you know. That would be cool, wouldn't it? So let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Uh, we understand that things are going to get in the way of what we're supposed to be doing. But here's the key for some of you. If you don't know what you're doing, everything can entangle. If you have no idea why you're here, you have no idea what your purpose, your gifts, your talents, all those things. uh, If you don't know that and why God set you up the way you are, then anything can get in your way. And so that's something that the ancients understood. But Samson, I don't know how he made it. I'm really... I had to I had to really do some research, figure out, am I talking about the right right guy? And once you get into the Samson's life, it was not good. It wasn't good at all. So everything entangles and let us run with perseverance, the race marked out for us. So what he's saying is we have this thing called a race. We have people in the stands, the people, the ancient of days, people, your loved ones are watching us. We're running a race, and they're sitting in the stands and they're cheering you on. And here's what it sounds like. Listen to this. Here's what it sounds like. There it is. All right. Jacob. You want to do it again? Or Jacob, you ready for this? Okay, OK, here we go. One more time.) <laughs> Yes, this is live. This is live. Well, this is very, I don't know if you've been to a football game. Of course, you've watched it if you hadn't been there. Football's coming back. I'm a sports guy. I'm all those things. I don't know what you like to do. I don't know who you would want to sit down with and have a conversation with. So I watched the sports stuff. I watched Michael Jordan, and then they got this debate, Michael, LeBron, who's the greatest and all that. Then they got Jack Nicholas playing golf. How did they do what they did? That was the question they ask a lot of these people, and we're going to ask the same because we're going we're to go up, and you can't really tell who's in the crowd, so we're going to pull out Samson, and we're going to take a lap with him, and we're going to let him tell us what happened and what you should be doing. This is some great, valuable information. Rahab next week. So how did, how did they make the Hall of Fame? How did this happen? So let me tell you, all these people were still living by faith. They were still on the course. They were still in the race before they died. And they had an idea, watch this, what was going to happen. They did not receive the things promised. They didn't see what you know. While they were living. They didn't see the other side of the cross. They didn't see the other side of all the things that have happened for you. They did not see it in person. They saw it from the stands. So they understand that their role, what they played changed everything. They only saw them and then welcomed them from a distance, admitting that they were foreigners and strangers on earth. If you could, if I could ever communicate this, that's exactly who you are. This is not your home. It's not gonna be here forever and ever, amen. You were not designed to live forever. Even the people Jesus raised from the dead still died. Do you understand? Because this is not our home. The ancients and the people that moved all of these things through the Old Testament all the way to us, they understood, I'm only here for this time for this reason. And God brought up people, you know, women, brought up men, he talked to them. I've got to get something to happen and what he was going to do, and I'm going to tell you the whole thing of the Old Testament right now. You won't have to worry about any of it anymore. You can just read those stories and understand. There was one thing that was happening in the Old Testament, and that's get Jesus Christ to Bethlehem. Okay, is everybody with me? So all these stories you read and all the things that are happening and all the men and the women he is raising up, all these things are happening because we have to get the Savior of the world to Bethlehem, because if we don't do that, then no one's gonna have a chance. All the nations that we're actually destroying in the Old Testament will actually be part of the family now. But I gotta get Jesus Christ to Bethlehem. There's gotta be a a birth, a death, and a resurrection. So the ancients, watch this, that was the promise. They knew the Messiah was coming. They knew that what they were doing is going to move them and moved Jesus Christ to Bethlehem. So they were very important getting this done. Now we can read the stories; we can find out about their life and what what mistakes they made. And there's nobody in this list that didn't make mistakes. Does everybody understand? I mean, there's some really you gonna like when I get through with Samson, you're like I don't even what? How did he get there? I'm no, you'll see. But you have to understand that they understood what was coming and they understood this isn't home. So God spoke to people in different ways. He used, he used bushes, he used donkeys, uh, he used angels, he used dreams, he used signs to communicate and he didn't communicate it to everybody, he communicated to different people at different times where they were in the culture, what was happening during that time and everything taking place, that's who he used. And this time is Samson. It's his turn. Why? We've got to keep everything moving to Bethlehem. Got to keep everything moving to Bethlehem. And they didn't get to see it except from the stands. So we have to remember that. So let's understand what we're dealing with. So the stories of the Old Testament and the Jewish nation, let's understand that the Jewish nation is, is wild at this time. They are wild. Every nation <laughs> is wild. They have no morals, they have no values, everybody wants to do what they want to do. They're going to say what they want to say, be what they want to be. It's amazing, isn't it? You know why they're wild? Because we're born wild. If you think you can't, why does people say what they say? It's because we're just wild. And we have no way of controlling wild without God. So God comes along and says, I got to get Jesus Christ to Bethlehem, so here's what happened. So he took the Jewish nation, he said, you're going to be my people, and I'm going to bring the Messiah through your nation, and I'll make that happen through you. You're going to be the vehicle in which Jesus Christ comes from. Now, you know what's going to happen, though? Everybody's going to hate you. You're going to be murdered by the millions. Everybody's going to hate you. Even to this day, this moment, they are hated. And God said that was going to happen. Why? Because you are my chosen people, and the Savior of the world is going to come through there. And everybody's going to get after you and want you. They're going to try and imprison you. They're going to try to kill you. They're going to try to enslave you. All this stuff is going to happen because you are my chosen people. And the vehicle in which Jesus Christ is going to come is through the Jewish nation. And so I got to help you get there. There's going to be a lot of bloodshed happening in the Old Testament. In order to keep the line and the lineage of Jesus Christ pure, I got to make sure you stay pure. And so he gives them the Ten Commandments. It's a wild nation that never had this before. Wild, wild, wild. So this is where we got the Ten Commandments. This is where it started in order to tame Israel so that we could keep this line and lineage together. I can't have you going off with other nations. I can't have you intermarrying with other nations and doing what they do and mess up what we're trying to do. So this is what Samson is in. This is about to happen. So everything in the Old Testament is about one thing, get Jesus Christ to Bethlehem. Is everybody understand so you can understand the story? So we have to get Jesus there. He has to die. He has to be, he has to raise from the dead so that, listen, here's the the evidence of it. You're in the room. This is why we're here because all of that happened in the ancients moved it at third time, and this is what you have to understand, this is our time, this is our good old days, we gotta make the most of it. We can sit in the stands someday and say, hey, look what, look what we did. I don't know what marathon's gonna be when I'm gone, I have no idea. I don't know, I'm doing everything I can to move the kingdom of God at my time, my present day, and whatever happens from there, I'm gonna get to sit in the stands and say, look at there. And some of you will say, well, we were right. I can hear that. Remember, I mean, we always want to be right, you know. So that's what's going to happen. So we know that the vehicle is the Jewish nation. They're going to be persecuted by the millions, by the millions, by the millions. And even to this day, even in our place in America, we've got people who hate Israel. And Jesus said, one thing, if you bless Israel, we will bless you. So that's, there's a whole of things that are happening right there. So we have all this stuff going on. If you don't like Israel, it's because God said you probably wouldn't. It's just the way it works. And so now, we're in the middle of all these things moving. We got this generation, this generation. You ever notice the Jews never really got it right? They never, why, they're wild. Could they keep the Ten Commandments? Well, of course not. <laughs> Can you keep the Ten Commandments? No, you can't keep the Ten Commandments. You can't, so why are they there? framework for the vehicle to move the kingdom and get Jesus Christ to Bethlehem. You have to understand the Old Testament and what was happening. And one of the reasons why it took so long is because it took us so long. Mankind had to catch up where we were. Had to be a certain time, certain place. All these things were prophecy, but it was the the middle of all of that, it had to be in the right place so that it would be in the right time so that everybody would know. Jesus Christ was born in Bethlehem, the Savior of the world, the Savior of your world. Not their world, our world. And this is what was happening and this was what was different. And then Samson's in the middle of this. This is his, this is his generation, his time, God needed something to happen. The Philistines were really hard on them. And the Philistines and things, it wasn't just that they were being mean to them or trying to kill them. But some of the Jews were actually going off with the Philistines. And things were happening. And he was getting mixed up. And he can't get mixed up. Why? You've got to get Jesus Christ to Bethlehem. We're all going to perish. You understand? So you look back at the Old Testament, things they didn't do. You could not intermarry. You could not. You remember tattoos? Some of you got tattoos. That was a pagan thing back then. It just didn't say that you were a Jew. So all these things happened. And so we we pick up a lot of these things, but you got to know why. Because Jesus Christ has to get to Bethlehem. So Samson's in his time. So here we go. And what more shall I say? I do not have the time to tell you about Gideon, Barak, Samson. These are the Hall of Fame, by the way. This is the Hall of Fame. If you really want to look at this in chapter eleven, Hebrews, you should research how every one of them moved the kingdom and why they're ancients. And Jeff Not about David and Samuel and the prophets. Samson, for everybody in here, was the first superman of the day. Straight up. He had guns like these. I can make that flag, leave that flag waving right there. All right, I lost all y'all now. You want to see that side wave? I don't wave as much as this side. It's kind of hurt. I'm telling you, he was the first Superman. Can you imagine this? Incredible strength, right? Supernatural strength. I don't think you understand. He could pick up a car and throw it. You see this on TV, but this is the real deal. Was he good looking? Well, sure he was. Reminds me of Tarzan. Just get Tarzan in your mind. I know the girl's already there. Yeah, I got it. You Don't have to give me any more visuals. I got it. Uh, lots of muscles. you understand? Looks really good. Uh, the talk of the town would be Samson. The talk of the town. Everybody wanted to be where he was. Except if you were Philistine, you tried to avoid him at all costs. Because he was going to kill you. He killed a thousand men at one time. You know he was born for one thing? To kill the Philistines? Did you know that that's why he was born? I'll read that to you in just a minute. Why was they doing that? Because Jesus Christ has to get to Bethlehem. Do you understand what happened? So don't forget why we're doing this. So the Philistines, so Superman comes out, he faces a thousand Philistines, and he kills them all. Party. Who's going to tell him what to do? That's the problem right there. You Superman, and you don't listen. That's going to be the problem, and that's what happened. So let's do this. All right, so here we go. Why did he make it? Uh, or how did he get into the Hall of Fame? I really don't. I'm just going to tell you what he is, and then you just figure out how he got there. Uh, he was dishonest. He just didn't tell the truth. He's already breaking the Ten Commandments, already messing up. Uh, disobedient to his parents, broke them again. Uh, he was deceitful. He would, he would scheme and do stuff. You, you're like, what is this guy? I know I'm trying to, I'm with you. But he's the one that's going to move the next generation so that you can have a salvation. And here's who. this is it. This is what we got. Uh, Hung around the wrong people. He was basically a male prostitute. He's Superman. He slept with everybody. You want me to say that again? There's too many kids in here. They had a sleepover and had a little party. (laughs) He watched Dora the Explorer. Everybody good? (laughs) All right, y'all figure out the rest of it. And then he turned his back on God. Why? I'm Superman. Listen very carefully. I'm Superman. you Superman. (laughs) I'm Superman. I know what I want. I know what I can do. Nobody can mess with me. But the power you have came from God. And God called you to do something. And you're not doing it. And you decide to do something else. So Samson is going to speak to us. Is everybody good for this? Y'all still with me? He's gonna speak. He's gonna tell us some stuff that we really need to know. So we pulled him out of the stands. He's running a lap with us. And so this is who I'm dealing with right now. I I could not preach his funeral. What would you want me to say about him? You understand? So I need y'all. If I'm gonna preach your funeral, give me some material. Help me out here. And this is what happened. So you don't have to lose your eyes to be blind. And this is what happens to a lot of people. Some of us don't need anybody. It's what we think. We're super people, we're super men, super women. And what happened is, Samson didn't get, I call it fresh eyes. What had happened, he got messed, he started messing around with Delilah, one of many, but this one, he really liked this one. This one he liked. A Philistine woman, which was not a Jewish woman, shouldn't have been messing with her. But you know what was wrong with her? She was beautiful. She was beautiful. And by the way, she's getting paid to make this happen. The Philistines got to figure out about Samson. So they pay him and all, paying her, and he's figuring all this. She's trying to figure this out. How many times, I don't know, that you have to go, and a woman tries to take away your strength, to take away who you are. He just kept going back, kept going back. And finally, they got him, and he gouged his eyes out. And they made him a slave. I do think I know why he's in the Hall of Fame, though, but not yet. I'll, let you, I'll hold on to that one. So here we are. So he's, this is what he's saying. He said, you don't actually have to, you know, lose your eyes to be blind. And I think some of you may be walking around blind. You remember born wild? We're also blind. We don't, And we don't have any common sense. We do things that we shouldn't be doing. Have you ever looked across the room or somebody you know And you're looking at them and you know in your mind, well, they're they're really going to screw up with that one. You already know what's coming. But they don't know what's coming. And this is what happens with a lot of people. We don't ask the right people to help us out. We don't think we need help. And then we get into trouble. And then it's a little late. So Samson got into trouble because he didn't listen. He didn't pay attention. Who does Superman listen to? But he did have a kryptonite, by the way. He did. So who does he listen to? Who do you listen to? Who has fresh eyes? I can walk in your house, and you think your house is clean. But for my eyes, it may not be. Everybody has a different thought and a different sight. And sometimes you need somebody else to help you with where you are, somebody you can trust. He had no one because he was Superman. Okay, here we go. Hang on, man. Let me get Let me get back to where you're, all right, here we go. Here's what happened. So from birth, he has been told that you're gonna be the guy that's going to lead Israel and you're gonna kill the Philistines and you're gonna move this this generation to the next generation. This is what happened. This is what something, someone, an angel, something came. Said you will become pregnant and have a son whose head is to never been touched by a razor You'll love this because the boys to be a Nazarite. I'll tell you some more in just a moment. You've got to watch this. Dedicated to God from the womb. Angel speaking this stuff. She's been told this stuff. He will take the lead. Because why I need somebody to take the lead? Because this is that time where you gotta move it to the next generation so we can have Jesus Christ in Bethlehem. We'll take the lead, delivering Israel from the hands of the Philistines. Your job is basically take the lead and kill all the Philistines. And he's a Nazarite. So, Nazarite vow is this you can't cut the hair, you can't drink alcohol, and you can't touch dead things. That was what he was going to do. So, he definitely looked like Tarzan and huge like this. He had all of that. But this was from birth. And he was going to have incredible strength. And this is what he was facing. And he's the guy. And here's what Samson said. When you have a clear pur- purpose, you make better decisions. So he was told what he was, and he didn't want it. Why? Wow, he's Superman and he's wild. Who's going who's to tell me what to do? Imagine having that kind of power and that kind of strength. Who's going to tell me what I'm going to be doing? And this is what happened. He, he lost the reason why he was even being born. He lost the reason why he was here. Here's what you've got to be careful of. First of all, you need to know why you're here and why God placed you in the space and in the time that you are. And what you need to understand, what we do now will affect the next generations. I will not be here to see it on this side, but I'll get to see it from the other side. So right now, we're still in the race and we're still running and they're still cheering. And probably they're seeing things, oh, don't do that. (laughs) Don't go there. Don't do that. Stay in the race. Don't quit. You'll see this all in the New Testament. Don't give up. Perseverance. Stay the course. You'll hear all these things. It's important that we finish our race. Because we are carrying the next to the next generation, we are carrying the gospel, the Holy Spirit, all the things that God wanted us to move. It's about people and it always has been about people. You have to realize that. You're in a different place than the ancients. But right now, Samson has just realized, I don't know what I'm doing. Where there is no revelation, people will cast off for strength. If you don't have values and morals and you have no purpose, everything is good. You can do anything you want to do. It will lead to destruction in your life, but you can do whatever you want to do. You can say what you want to do. That's one thing about America. We had the freedom to say and to speak and to do and to go. It's hard. When everything is okay in our world, when we have potential to do anything that we want to do, can you imagine? And that's where we are. And this is what was happening with him. I just don't know who I am, and I don't know where I'm going. I do not have a purpose. And we're, and this is some of the things that you have to understand, that we're not here by accident. We're here to move the kingdom of God to the next generation. I'm doing what I can. I'll tell you more about it in just a minute. We have this thing. I'm going to give it to you real quick. Most of you still don't know what your spiritual gifts are when you accepted Jesus Christ. If you're watching online, we have stuff. You can go online. You can make this happen. But you have to understand that many of you, you have been given spiritual gifts. You don't know what they are. You also have talents. You don't know what they are. And which leads to purpose. So, why are you here? You know, think about this. Why we're here Discover your gifts, talents, desires. Know what it's like to have a purpose. Know what it's like to get up every day. This is what I'm doing. It makes everything much easier. You know how to say yes, what to say yes to, and what to say no to. If you don't have structure and you don't have purpose, everything is okay, and it won't work. This is what Samson found out. It just won't work. If I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing, imagine him being told these things. Imagine I was blind to the power of relationships. This is something that ha- he, he just did not have relationships the way he should have them. He went and married the wrong person when everybody was telling him, that's not the girl, that's not the one. You know, sometimes parents do have an idea. You ever notice that? Sometimes we're not as, you know, like they say, Well, you don't, have, you don't know what you're talking about. Maybe we do since we've already been there for you kids that need to know this. Maybe you should listen to your mom and your dad. When they say somebody's not right for you, you need to be paying attention. They would know better than anybody. And so this is what was happening with him. He didn't realize if I hang around the wrong people, I marry the wrong person, that this could end in destruction. And you say, well, did anybody talk to him? Well, sure they did. (laughs) He's been called by God. Samson, you're the guy, you're the leader, and you're the one supposed to take care of us because but Jesus has got to be born in Bethlehem. And if you don't do what you're supposed to do and you marry the wrong one woman, this could be end, this could be bad. This could be bad. Did you listen? When your mama told you, your daddy told you, that's not the one. Did you listen? I don't know. Here's what he said. Oh, to be in love. Or lust, which one is it? It's probably more lust. This was definitely lust here. Okay, this was definitely lust. Uh, when he returned, he said to his father and mother, This is so, <laughs> I have seen a Philistine woman. Oh my, here we go. What kind of woman was she? She was beautiful. Was she tanned? Of course she was tanned. Did that help you a little bit? She was Jane. You know what I mean? So here we are, Tarzan and Jane, Philistine woman. I don't even know what that word is, Timna. Now, to get, get her for me as my wife. Now, I picked a woman, memory. Can you see the Superman coming out? I'm telling my mom and dad what to do. Sounds like a teenager. Listen very carefully. Listen very carefully. He had already figured out what he wanted to do. I've seen this woman, she's beautiful. She's a Philistine woman. What's the rule? Can't marry outside the Jewish race. Why? We got to get baby Jesus to Bethlehem. What's wrong with you? Do you understand what they were facing this whole time? But I don't want to do that. I'm wild. I want to do what I want to do. Why? Because I don't know my purpose. I don't have good friends. And I don't care. We care. We care. I wish he could be in this race. These people cared. And so does many more. His father and mother replied, I'm trying to talk to him, trying to have a conversation. I tried so many times to talk to my teenager. I pulled out that bucket of wisdom again, poured it on the floor, no response, you know. So here it is. His father and mother replied, isn't there an acceptable woman among your relatives? Marry a cousin, for God's sakes. You know, just something. You know what I'm talking about. Just something. You can see the desperation in this, okay? Among, among our people, all our people, any, is there not anybody out there? You know, your mom and dad's trying to have a conversation. All right. Must you go to the uncircumcised Philistines to get a wife? These people don't believe is what he's saying. They do not have our beliefs and our culture. Of course they don't. They're wild completely wild, everything goes, it's okay, it doesn't matter, and he's like, no, this one is the one. I would have said, you pray about it? No, he didn't pray about it. You think he prayed about it? That wouldn't have worked out, not good. But Samson said to his father, get her for me, she's the right one for me. Oh, Superman stepped right up. She's the one, go get her. I don't know how that worked in that day. I I mean, like, I can't imagine telling my dad, go get my wife. Go get her. Bring her to me. Does she have any camels? We don't know. I don't know how this works, but that's what was happening here. So they had a conversation. He's not listening. He's not listening. So here we go. Your life reflects the choices you make. He picked the wrong person. Have you ever picked the wrong person? Have you ever made a mistake in your life, picking the wrong person? Well, sure. The whole country, get in line. This isn't about being good and doing the right things. What, what, and he's going to figure this out in a minute. He wants to do the right things. He wants to be, uh, well, maybe not. I don't know. But he's Samson. He's the Superman, right? He's the Superman. So he made the wrong choice. He hung out, he's hanging out with the wrong people. Are you hanging? See, the people you hang out reflect you. Or you reflect them, good or bad. So you need to be very careful who you're hanging out with. You need people to give you life. That's what you need. Samson's hanging out with the enemy, he's hanging out with the Philistines. And they had this thought that this was going to be okay. This was, she really loves me. No, she doesn't. She's getting paid. He's getting paid to figure out your secret. How do we get rid of your strength? What do we do? How do we figure this out? That's what happened. I was blind to the nature of God. This is Samson. So I made bad choices. I didn't do the right things. I didn't listen to my parents. You just keep going on and on. Does it sound like you in any way at all here? I just wasn't paying attention when everybody told me I should be paying attention. But the problem was, I did not know the value of my life at this moment. The value of my life was very important because it had to move the kingdom to Bethlehem. And I was a part of that. But I was not paying attention. That's what happened to him. I was blind to the true nature of God. What do you think God should have done with Samson? See, here's what I'd like to know. Do you really know God's nature. Do you really know him in the way that he really is? This is something Samson discovered. He's sitting in the stands. He's been thinking about it. He brings it down here. I didn't really know who he was. I really didn't know. And, and you think God would hammered him, right? You know, that, that, I think we think that God would have just hammered him and took him out and you're not going to do this. But he's in the Hall of Fame, so something had to happen. Something had to happen. He said, I didn't know the true nature. I was blind to it. You know, I, I didn't understand who I was dealing with. Not in the fact that the power and the majesty and all that, but he didn't understand the love that he had for us. Did you understand what I just said? He did not understand the love that he had for him and for you. There was a lot of stuff that had to happen so that God could get to us. Do you understand the love and the nature? I don't think we do sometimes. And he did not. He did not understand. After putting him to sleep on her lap, he was in, he was in the wrong place. He'd already picked. Listen, he has picked wrong. He had done everything he can possibly do. And here we are. The wild is coming to catch up with him. After putting him to sleep on her lap, she called for someone to shave off the seven braids. Talking about his hair. Seven is the number for God. She is basically cutting God out of his life right now. The thing that he said, do not do, he is, he is, it is happening. And the seven braids off of his, of his hair and so began to subdue him and his strength left him. He was gone. It was gone. God had been completely cut out of his life. Here's the sad part in the next verse. He didn't know. She called the Philistines to come upon you. He woke from his sleep and thought, I'll go out as before and shake myself free. I'm going to go out there and kill another thousand. He didn't realize his hair had been cut. Saddest, sad thing. But he did not know that the Lord had left him. That's the saddest words in the Bible. He left him. This is it. Then Philistine seized him, gouged out his eyes, and took him down to Gaza, binding him with bronze shackles. They set him to grinding grain in the prison like a donkey or an ox, and that was going to be his life. You're going to grind grain the rest of your life. Superman had a kryptonite, and it was his hair. Was it his hair, or was it the girl? Or was it the friends? I'm trying to figure out which one got him. You see what I'm saying? Was it perspective? I didn't, have a, I didn't have a purpose. See, it wasn't just Lila. It wasn't just a hair. It was long before that things were coming undone. He completely forgot who he was and what was supposed to be doing. You got to be careful. That's what he says in that verse. Don't get entangled too much with stuff here. Whether it be politics or whether it be whatever it is you do, be very careful not to get too entangled because this is not really your home and your job is to move the kingdom to the next generation so that you can sit in the stands and say, I did that. I was a part of her life. I was a part of his life. That's what we do. And we got to be really careful that we don't miss what's happening for us. And it's real easy to do. But now he's in a mess. What if we decided who was in the Hall of Fame? How, what, would you, what would be your, like, standard? Okay, Samson's out, right? He's done. See, this is where it goes back to this. Do you understand the nature of God? Then it must, listen, most of the disciples would never be anything in the church. They would never teach in the church. They would never be a part of the church because the religious crowd would never let them in. So what's your standard? Have you somebody said to you, "You don't measure up. You can't be here. Why are you in this church?" I've had that to happen before, and that's why we have marathon. See, that's what you don't understand. What are we trying to do? We're trying to move the king of the next generation to everybody who doesn't measure up, including me. Don't you look at me and think, "Oh, he's got it together." I've had got it together. I hit a five iron there today. Went left. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just telling you, I know what God wants. Here's what I have discovered. I discovered my purpose. My purpose was to create a place, a church. And my wife, same way, create a place or a church where everybody that doesn't measure up is welcome. We do not judge you. We do not care where you've been or what you have done. We don't. How many sins have you committed? We don't even care. Well, you don't, know where I, you don't know what I've done. I don't care what you have done. You need to meet Jesus Christ. You want to see this. And this is why Marathon is one of the most loving places it's ever been. We do not judge. Whatever you want to be, whoever you want to be, we know one thing. You meet Jesus Christ, everything changes. And this guy is in charge of getting him to Bethlehem. <laughs> and would we have put him in the Hall of Fame? No. Can you? Would you be in the Hall of Fame? Then you got to think about it. Almost all the people God chose to use would never measure up in the religious community. And that's why we started Marathon. Does everybody got it? That's why we started this, so you guys could come. We love sinners. Did you know that? I love hanging out with sinners. Oh, they're so real. I get to play with sinners sometimes on the golf course, and they're so real. They just say what it is. No religious stuff. Jesus hung out with the sinners. And what I'm telling you is, you never have, you can, we could never measure up to the righteousness of God in any way to begin with. Every one of you have brought the Ten Commandments. There's something else that happens when you get with God. And this is that nature he was talking about. So here we are. Samson is, now he's out. He's lost everything. He's, he's basically a donkey grinding This is the this is the guy who's supposed to lead Israel and take care of the Philistines. This is that guy. Let's let's finish the story. Let's find out why he's in the Hall of Fame. This is why Marathon exists, create a place for people who never thought they could measure up. I want you to remember that. And now let's find out. Failure isn't final from Samson. Failure isn't final. I have no people, they're gone. They're not in church. They're not dealing with, I've messed up so bad. God cannot love me. Oh, yes, he does. Then you don't know God, the nature of God. He loves us. He did everything he can to get to us. He's done all that just so that we could be in this room. So many things have to happen to make it to this place. Then Samson prayed to the Lord. Sovereign Lord, what's this beautiful prayer? He said, "Remember me." You ever had that? You ever had a prayer where you feel it's me? You kind of, kind of walk in, kind of quiet, and you say, "God, it's me. Remember me." Oh yeah, He remembers you. You may forget Him, but He will not forget you. You may get wild and do what you want to do, but you know what He's going to do? He's going to be right there. And so, Samson basically said, do you remember me? And if you do, please, God, strengthen me just one more time. Just one more time. And then God gave him his strength. And he killed more Philistines in that moment than he did the entire time he was living. The one thing God had made him born to do was to take care of Israel so I can get the baby Jesus to Bethlehem. And in that moment, in that moment, everything came together. One more time. Y'all stand with me. Who needs that? God, do you remember me? One more time. Because here's, and I know people watching. There are people on their boat right now. You will be there soon. But I'm saying that there's that one more time. I think if I were to tell anybody anything in this room, if you would understand the nature of God, it doesn't matter what you've done and where you've been. Do you see what he did to get to us? If you read, go read the Old Testament and you'll figure it all out. He did a lot just to get to you here we are. Could be one more time. Remember me, Lord? Let's pray together. Father, thank you again for what you have shown us through Samson. It's amazing. We need to be paying attention more to what we're doing and where we're running and listening. And Father, there's so many people that are watching and listening right now. they they need you to let them know that you have not left them and you are there. That one more time and I know you'll be there just like you were for Samson. So Father, I pray that you will, whatever has been going on in people's lives that are hearing me, whatever is happening in in this day, where they are, where where they're going, whatever it is, let them know. I pray, Father, you let them know that you are still there and you still love. This morning, for many of you that are watching and listening, I want to do this. If you would like to accept Jesus Christ into your life, let's just get this thing right. Let's, okay, I've screwed up everything. Will God take you? He can't wait to take you. He's been waiting on you. And this is why everything happened that happened in the Old Testament, into the New Testament, so that you could have this moment. Pray this prayer with me. Jesus I ask that you come into my life and change me make me a new person I want to follow you I ask that you forgive me of my sin forgive me for not following you sooner I believe you died for me I believe you rose from the dead thank you for hearing my prayer and changing my life forever in Jesus name I pray amen If you were encouraged by today's message and made a decision to follow Jesus, be sure to let us know by connecting with us at MarathonChurch.org. If you haven't already, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcast. To experience more messages, videos, and live gatherings, visit us online at MarathonChurch.org or download the Marathon Church app. Thanks for listening to the Marathon Church podcast.